Hello everyone and welcome to the House of Lotus podcast, a platform dedicated to spiritual research and development. This podcast is meant to throw a little bit of light onto the path of each one of us and hopefully assist each of our listeners to take their own next step. With good intentions and one eye always on our truth, please remain open to what lies ahead. From my heart to yours and from my mind to yours, may our spirit show us the way. On this episode, we shall talk about the dual forces in nature, the male and female principles whose interaction brings about the creation of the cosmos. These two energies find expression in all aspects of nature and all aspects of human experience. Today, we will focus on how this interplay finds expression in humans through sexuality and discuss what takes place in the chakras and our energy system with the physical act of sex. Please take a deep breath, relax and enjoy. Duality is everywhere around us. The universe itself is twofold in nature. But let us explain the source of this duality by focusing for a while on the process of creation. Keep in mind that we will look at this process in a somewhat simplified way, from the perspective relative to the purposes of this episode. Madame H. P. Blavatsky has distilled in her writings three postulates that gather together all that we can conclude about that life of which we are a part of and within which we, as humankind and the universe, exist. We have examined at length the three postulates on episode 3 of our show. For the purposes of this episode, we will revisit the first postulate that says that there is a one principle, the absolute, from which all life is issued and to which all life shall return at the end of their cycle of existence. That principle is beyond all conditioned existence, beyond any manifestations, either physical or otherwise. It is omnipresent, eternal, boundless and immutable. As such, that principle, the absolute, is beyond conception for as long as our consciousness has not merged with it. Consciousness by itself is limitation in relation to it. It is limited and limiting, immersed in conditions and attributes, while it remains absolute in all ways. The whole universe, in fact all universes, everything that exists or ever will exist, comes from that principle. It is part of its manifestation. But how does the Absolute, the boundless and eternal, commences its manifestation that will be restricted in space and time? When, according to cosmic law, the time comes for manifestation to spring forth, the Absolute separates itself into a female and male aspect. The female principle becomes space and matter the plane and material through which countless universes will come into existence. It is the canvas for all life to unfold. 
the male principle becomes spirit, that which will inform space and matter of the forms to be created and infuse them with life. The female aspect then, at this point, is the passive vessel, and the male becomes the active spark that will impregnate space. Their union will give birth to the first manifestation that comes into existence, God, in the image and likeness of the Absolute Penis, the first Logos. God then, the manifested Absolute, will keep creating in the image and likeness of its parent. It will separate itself in female and male aspects and unite them to give birth to all dimensions, all planes, all vessels for all entities to exist in. Through this interaction, a universe bangs into existence. From the most abstract of planes and all entities that embody the principles in nature, all forms, all beings, all planets and universes come into existence. Each entity, each monad that comes into existence thereafter will itself be in the image and likeness of its predecessor and ultimately of the first Logos and therefore create in the same manner. The monads then, the first sparks of consciousness, will act like the Logos themselves and create further into the lower planes their soul and personality. All of existence is thereby carried out by the interplay of the male and female principles. Through the myriads of units of life, these two aspects are expressed in all levels, from the most abstract dimensions to the most dense physical nature. In this outburst of life, male and female energy is everywhere, intermingled, interchangeable, and always interdependent. We cannot find the male or female aspect alone somewhere, either in the visible or invisible universe. From the point when manifestation of the Absolute takes place, duality underlies everything and life itself. But as mentioned before, these two aspects of life are interchangeable, and each can take a different role. Depending on the level we are looking at, the analogy changes. In the beginning, the female was space and matter, while the male was spirit. The female will later become the physical matter and the male will become the soul. When female becomes the earth, male will be humans. But if we focus on humans alone, we can distinguish their bodies as female and their personality as male. The personality itself can thereby be separated into the female emotional nature and male mental aspect, or female subconscious and male conscious mind. If we incorporate more levels into our examination, the body and personality is seen together as female to the male soul. Thereafter, the soul can be seen as female to the male spirit, and so the analogy continues on the various levels of creation. Then we can also see this interchange of energies expressed in us depending on our characteristics, 
certain behaviors or issues may resonate more with the archetypical male or female energy, so that each of them is expressed according to the matter at hand. So, the personality itself contains various degrees of male and female energy, according to the issue we are looking at. So, depending on the level, plane, or specific aspect we look at, the expression of male and female energies may change and take the role of the other. It is the yin and yang symbol, always rotating, changing from one side to the other, with each side forever holding some aspect of the other and changing into it in its perpetual movement. The male and female energies exist throughout all life. Each entity, each unit of life, embodies them both and carries them out in various degrees. Please note that we are talking about the archetypical male and female energies. We're not talking about the biological sex of the body through which we incarnate in each lifetime. Both male and female energies are equally important and necessary for life to exist. And while our bodies seem to be created under the influence of one of the two, either male or female, they are in fact the result of a mixture of them, with only the influence of one of them being usually predominant on our bodily characteristics. But further to our apparent biological bodies, our personality, our subjective self, as well as the objective spiritual self, may be under the influence of both of them equally, or maybe one or the other is more potent in us. As mentioned before, our issues, the way we function in the world, emotionally, mentally or spiritually, each of our level, or all of them collectively, may express a mixture of whatever degree in the spectrum of male and female energies. This personal amalgamation within us of male and female energies is also expressed through our sexuality and the traditional concept of a gender we mostly identify with or the personal abolishment of traditional gender roles in favor of a more fluid expression of the self. Before moving on to explore the functions of our chakras and energy system in relation to sex, I would like to add a personal note. I would like to make it really clear that whatever our biological body and whatever the way we do or choose to express ourselves in this spectrum, we are all humans, we are all incarnated souls, and we have a right to be who we are, and we are all worthy to be loved and accepted for all aspects of our being. And each time a person manages to live their truth, the whole world becomes better for it. Let us now turn back to sex and our chakras in relation to it. Chakras are energy centers in our body, each responsible for certain physical, emotional, mental and spiritual functions. For a deeper exploration of each one, you can listen to our episodes on the chakras. Sex, the way we perceive sexual activity, 
the way we enjoy it, and how we carry it out, all have to do primarily with the second chakra, the orange sacral chakra. This center corresponds to our emotions, desires, pleasure and joy. It also connects to our hormone system and the reproduction system. This is where the male and female energies within us find expression as creativity in all matters, similar to how the male and female gametes, the ova and sperm, would come together to create a human baby and give birth to it. This interrelation of male and female principles is also what drives us to sex. It is usually understood in relation to the biological bodies. A man and a woman would come together in a reenactment of the creative process, connect the male energy of man and female energy of the woman to create a baby. But as we explained before, each one of us embodies different degrees of the male and female principles, and therefore our preferences may not correspond to the sex opposite to our biological body. Whatever the case may be, the desire to connect with the energies of another, to complement our mixture of these two principles with the mixture of another, comes from the same desire to interrelate, interconnect, and be part of a union of energies that resembles the union that takes place throughout the universe, connecting us to the totality of life and the blissfulness of creation. Emotional desire for another and love are both based on a principle of connectedness, but are fundamentally different in energy and experience. This is why many people during certain periods of their lives may confuse the desire to experience an interrelation of energies with love, if not consciously aware of the difference. Of course, the two may coexist, which, as we will see later on, can transform the sexual act into a truly ecstatic experience. Please note that while we speak of connecting to the totality of life, in no way do we, as personalities, need another person to become complete. Quite the opposite. If we manage to feel complete with ourselves and come into contact with another person who feels the same, the union will be uplifting, not only physically, but energetically as well. It is like a conversation between two people. When only one speaks and the other one listens, one may get tired or bored and maybe neither or only one can benefit from the interaction. When both of them come into dialogue, owning who they are, sharing their knowledge and experience and equally listening to the other, the outcome will be beneficial for both. Ideally, sexual intercourse provides a deep connection with the other person, not only physical, but emotional, mental, and spiritual as well. When we feel safe to open up to the other person and express ourselves with love, the physical union becomes spiritual, with the energy from the root chakra and our genitals rising to energize the sacral chakra, our sexual energy center. The energies in the sacral chakra then become so potent that themselves rise upwards to activate and energize the higher chakras, 
opening them all to the blissfulness of unity. But this can take place when the chakras are balanced and developed, open to such experience. The way we feel about ourselves and the other person, our issues and behavior, are reflected in the condition of our chakras. And while certain issues correspond to certain chakras, all of these energy centers are connected between them to carry out the complexity of our personality. So, while sex as such lies with the energies of the sacral chakra, our issues and development from all other chakras go into it as well. We can therefore, depending on our state, experience sex only through the root chakra as a physical release, or primarily in the sacral chakra as a form of desire, addiction or attachment. Power plays and control issues may create a blockage from our solar plexus, hindering the energies to move upwards. Love may be absent altogether, and therefore the energies of the heart chakra withdraw from the experience. Maybe we hold beliefs that sex is a form of sin, or something animalistic, beneath the ideal image of ourselves, keeping the higher chakras blocked during intercourse, possibly with a tendency from the solar plexus to feel guilty or worthy of self-punishing. Sex, then, can be tiring and unsatisfying. Be aware that both partners should be on the same level between them, developed, feeling safe to open up with love, in order for their energy to be uplifting. Note that by no means do I mean that we should open up to just anyone. Certain sensations of unsafety may not come from our beliefs or issues, but triggered by the other person. So please, do try to be aware, conscious of your inner condition, so that you don't label your experience as something that it's not. Self-awareness, knowing how we and our bodies function, helps us open up and develop, and it can certainly help us understand when some sensation or feeling is caused by our issues or the situation we find ourselves in. Sex, then, between consenting adults, is a natural thing in our earthly plane, able to become a spiritual experience. Being present with our partner, allowing our energies to intermingle with hers, can be energizing and deeply vitalizing and relaxing giving us pleasure and joy. Let us now sum up. Duality is ever-existent in all aspects of life. Life itself develops through the union of male and female energies, from the most abstract of planes to our physical earth. These energies, the male and female principles, exist within us as well. Different degrees of each one, in relation to different levels of ours, creating each one of us a personal amalgamation of the two. This mixture of our male and female energies express themselves in humans as sexuality, the urge to connect with the mixture of male and female energies of another. Sexuality, what we are attracted to and how we carry it out, depends on the development of our personality and therefore the chakras. 
Depending on the state of our chakras, the sexual act can be merely physical and draining, or a beautiful experience, a great energizing union between two consenting adults that can and do open up with love towards one another. So, by working with ourselves and our issues, developing our personality can also transform our sexual experience into a blissful union and connection with the spiritual dance of creation. And we work on ourselves by first working on our skill for awareness, the capacity for observation, and by taking care of what we find. Enfold yourselves with kindliness and acceptance along your path, and be honest with yourselves. For all that we find within us, and subsequently understand, will be one more step on our path towards the development of our chakras and the personality, the vessel for the soul to express itself through. So, now, focus on the present moment, this precious moment. With your next inhalation and every new breath, bring your consciousness to your experience in the now, to what you find within you and all around you. Enfold yourselves with kindliness and acceptance, reassuring that whatever you find is okay. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Lotus podcast. If you have enjoyed the episode, please consider supporting the show by following, sharing it with like-minded people, or becoming a patron to enjoy special rewards and extra content. You can find more about us on our website, thehouseoflotus.eu. Thank you very much, and enjoy your present. Music